back to Lucid Living. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, breathwork coach, and today I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's podcast episode. Hi, my friend. Before we dive into today's episode, let's start with some nice deep breathing just to balance ourselves, whether this is your morning, your afternoon, your night. Grounding ourselves, being present, focusing on the breath, listening to our breath brings us back to the present moment, and no matter what part of the day we're at, that serves us, man, that serves us. Even three breaths can change the trajectory of our nervous system and our state and moving forward to the rest of our day. So we're gonna take three breaths. Remember as we inhale, you're gonna inhale through the nose. And as we inhale, expand the belly outward like a water balloon, nice and big, nice and big, nice and big. We're gonna hold out the top and then exhale out the mouth. And that belly's gonna come back to your center. Inhale, belly goes out, water balloon, hold. Exhale out the mouth, belly comes back. All right, take this moment for you ground ourselves you can place a hand on your belly so you can feel that expansion that rise and fall or just get nice and comfortable so let's start by exhaling all the air out of our lungs in three two one exhale and we'll inhale in three two one inhale through the nose hold at the top exhale out the mouth Again, inhale through the nose, three, two, one, inhale. Hold. And exhale. Last one, inhale through the nose in three, two, one. Nice and big, nice and big, nice and big. Hold at the top. Exhale out the mouth. beautiful thank you thank you thank you and remember when it comes to our day there's stress the uncertainty living the past or the future our nervous system goes a little crazy we can do exercises with our breathing to manipulate to balance our nervous system or to calm our nervous system down so we can balance by doing an equal breath in and out or a box breathing like in for four hold for four out for four hold for four or for five six whatever floats your boat and then if you want to really calm down, get into a meditative state, very nice for the end of day before going to bed, we can we can exhale longer than our inhale. When we do that, we channel the parasympathetic, which is that rest and recover state. So we breathe deep into our diaphragm. We inhale for, let's say, four, and then we exhale for six, or exhale for seven, or exhale for eight. Slow the heart rate down. It's pretty cool. I track my, uh, my sleep, and I have a heart rate monitor on my WHOOP, and it's cool when I do my breath work exercises specifically for breath holding, I can see my heart rate and I can see it fluctuate based on when I, the way I manipulate my breath. So I love it, man. I love it. Now, a little caveat, your boy bit his tongue <laughs> so badly. I munched on it last week and we're at that end of the healing phase, but it's my tongue is super swollen. Now I don't like to make excuses. I say this and I, I realize that I probably c could have said nothing and you guys probably wouldn't have even said anything. But if it comes off a little funky, we're, we're, we're getting towards the end of that healing process. It's been really uncomfortable the past like three days, but we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. It makes you really find gratitude in stillness and 
paying and observing, listening, silence, and I love silence. But I also love talking, that's why I have a podcast, so here we go. For today's episode, actually I want to dive into something cool that happened yesterday. I was serving last night and there was a Phillies game going on, and I was serving this group of uh, like 27-year-old homies, and they were talking about, you know, they all had their Phillies, you know, jerseys and, and hats on, and they were uh, they were on their phone like placing bets talking about betting I'm like I was talking about that and he was like and then one of the guys asked me he's like yo who do you got if any one of the players like who do you got to hit a home run who would you put your money on to hit a home run and I'm going to be completely honest ever since 2008 where we had Shane Victorino Rollins Cole Hamels you know the whole squad um, Ryan Howard Jay Sutley I have tuned out of baseball, man. I, I, I could not tell you anyone on the team, I'm being honest. I'm now a film nut, and sports is, was such a part of my past, and you know, I should. it is nice to be a part of that community, but I really just haven't been putting as much effort into following it. And the only person I know on that team is Bryce Harper. <laughs> so I'm like, lefty Bryce, Bryce Harper, and he's like, all right, I'm going to put 100 on it. I didn't know if he was serious or not. I'm like, whatever, didn't think about it much. And they're watching the game, getting a bunch of drinks. And then I get ready to check them all out. I am I had to split the check, so it was taking a little bit longer. And um, I was doing the checkout, and then I hear just like an uproar of, Wah! and people going crazy. And I look at my table, and like the, the one guy, like his friend, started like hugging him and jumping up and down. Uh, and I knew in that moment... I'm like, no, it, Bryce Harper not just hit a home run because I wasn't even watching the screen. And then one of the friends looked at me, he pointed at me, and I was like, yeah, pointed right back at him. So our boy Bryce Harper hit a home run, and the guy who did the bet won 500 bucks. So long story short, but we both made out in that, in that case where he left a really nice tip. But it was just a really cool moment because the timing of that was absurd. Like I was literally checking them out you know, swiping the cards, and in that moment, Bryce just came through, so that was a really cool divine moment that I really enjoyed, but other than that, we, uh, Life Updates was the Potsdam Film Festival, which is kind of the catalyst for this conversation that I want to have, I'm going to talk about it in this episode, so we'll get into it. Now, the beauty of a small town, the beauty of community is kind of the essence of this episode and I remember when I was younger before I knew who I was before I knew what I liked what I didn't like where I wanted to be what I wanted to do I remember telling myself I'm like dude I don't know what it is but I want to live by the beach because I love the beach and I want to be in a small town where everybody knows everyone and I walk into you know the bagel shop or 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 this place here this restaurant or this you know cool artisan family run business and uh, I just know everyone's name and they know my name and again I had never experienced that but there was some deep longing in me that understood the beauty of that and it wasn't until I went to college when I started really experiencing that because growing up I was kind of we I guess we were a small town but it was really I was just so I was so involved and tunnel vision in my sports world and my friends and I didn't branch out I didn't I also didn't work I didn't have like an actual job when I was in high school 
so I had such a small perspective on life and, and life outside of sports and school. That was pretty much all I knew. And then I went to college and sophomore year, I was looking for a job because I wanted to, I kind of always wanted to work. I'm like, I need to work. It's not even, it wasn't even about the money. I was like, I just want to be around people and grow as a person. And sophomore year, I went into Starbucks and we have a Starbucks on our college's campus. So Coastal Carolina University in South Carolina. We had our library, which was connected to the Starbucks. So basically, it was a hot spot for classes during the week. And I went in there asking for, you know, I did the interview, I got the things, I got the job. But I remember my reason why. Like, I was like, what was my why for doing this? And this is such a great exercise in any area of our life. What is our why for doing what something or or saying something, why did we say this? Why did we do this? Why are we pursuing this? Why are we putting energy here and not here? Asking ourselves why is such an important exercise, whether you're an entrepreneur or even just a worker, employee, whatever that looks like in life. It come, uh, is, has been one of the most beneficial things in my life and, and practices. So I asked myself why, I'm like, honestly, the biggest reason why I was like, I wanna be the Starbucks guy. You know, it's all on campus. A lot of people will be coming in and out, and like I want, I want to go out to a bar, and I want people to be like, "Yo, are you the Starbucks guy?" <laughs> that was it. It was so, so ego driven. And I started working there, and it took me a couple of weeks to get the hang of it, to stop asking you know silly dumb questions, which is a part of my process when it comes to learning any new skill. I always kind of I fumble in the beginning, but I kept pushing on, and that's how I really started learning about the gro the growth mindset which has been, again, fundamental in my evolution and development, has been understanding that concept. So after two, three weeks, your boy's flowing now. Now I didn't have to ask those questions. I started multitasking. I started being able to make a frappuccino while I could, you know, steam some milk and make a latte and, and some iced coffee. Like, I understood the pouring ratio. Like, I was just flowing. And then I did that for, I did that for two years. And the reason I'm saying this is because when I started working there, you know, I think I'm doing it for this reason. I'm doing it to make money. I'm doing it for that. And it didn't hit me until when you do something long enough, especially when you're in a service job, you build relationships. And I had no understanding about the importance of relationships really until I started doing this. And I started working because I realized like, I thought I was the one being of service to others. I'm making the drinks, I am the catalyst, I am the vessel to get these people what they want. But I realized that I, I gained so much more than I thought I was going to. And I'm not just talking about money, I'm talking about being seen, the relationships. And it wasn't about just me being a vessel for someone to come in and get a drink. It wasn't about the drink anymore. It was about the experience. Because I had people who were regulars that came in. People who, you know, when I was in high school, I was in such a, such a click. I was in such a, such a bubble. I only hung around the, the same homies, the same guys, the same parties on the weekends, you know, the same group of people. I never branched out. And even working at Starbucks, I was around people that I wasn't really hanging out with in high school. And I love that because I love the individuality of humans and what they bring and their stories and the way they look at the world. It's different. It opens me up. And I love that. And I had just people start coming in and after, you know, one, two, three, four, five times of consistency of them coming in, I'm like up there and I'm asking their names. So I'm, I'm memorizing their names. Remember? Um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Dale Carnegie. A person's name is to, to that person, the sweetest and most important sound in any language. One of my favorite quotes changed my life. And Starbucks is such a great reminder of that because I'm like, instead of someone coming up, it's not 
hey, what can I get you? It's, it's hey, Destiny, how are you today? How was your class? How was, how was your friend? How was that drama that was going on, right? It's so personal. And then she looks at me before she even says anything, all excited to see me. And there's that immediate relationship, that immediate being seen and feeling like you belong to something. I believe that's one of the core driving forces of being a human is, is belonging. And there's something about someone coming back and talking to them about life and knowing what their regular is. You know, my girl Destiny got a very, very hibiscus refresher every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know, and I knew that. And I would make that drink before she even got there, you know. And then we would just talk about stuff. There was one time she even wrote a short story or like a book. And she sent it to me and I read it, you know. And just these beautiful relationships started forming and, and meeting, you know, it was a great place to meet cute girls, right? What's up? And made some homies, you know, there. Some guys and other fraternity. I was in a fraternity for two years. And then I branched out of that because it just wasn't serving me at that time. But uh, some guys and other fraternities were kind of like making assumptions about who they are because they're in like the bad fraternity. Or like, we don't like those guys. And then they're like super cool and super chill and you become friends, right? And it's just, it's just so great. And then even professors, they would come in. Some professors that I had who ordered Starbucks, but then some that I, I didn't have as professors, but they knew me because I worked at Starbucks. And we were like friends, you know? <laughs> you, you create a family in that environment. And again, when I was younger, I didn't understand that because I'd never really experienced that. Maybe it was, it was my lack of experiencing that that fueled this drive to have that. And then I started tasting and I'm like, oof, I love this. I love this. This is what it's all about. It really is. I had a friend who came into Starbucks once and she was one of my coworkers. We didn't really hang out that often, but I knew her and she knew me. Her name was Skye. And I just, I, I took her order, I wrote on the cup, I wrote sky, and then I drew a really, <laughs> I don't want to put myself down, but it was just an average sun with a smiley face. And I just handed it off and gave it to her. She hit me up on Instagram, like, that night or the next day and said, hey, Andrew, I was just, like, having a really bad day, and I just want to let you know, like, that sun, like, made me feel just so much better, and just thank you for that. Like, there's such a small thing, guys, that took literally zero energy and effort to do. And, like, you can save lives that way. Like, the smallest acts of kindness can really make such a big difference in someone's life, in someone's day. And there is something about that small community, that small town idea where you go in and you make an effort. And I saw people make the effort to come in, and it was, like, it was a recipro there was reciprocity. It wasn't like, I'm, I'm helping you through a bad day. It was like... You're helping me through a bad day, too. It was this beautiful exchange of energy, this back and forth, where it served both of us. And that's that longing for connection. That's that thing that COVID kind of took away for a hot beat when we had to stay inside and wear masks and not really see each other or touch each other or feel each other or be around each other. Because that's medicine, y'all. That's the good stuff. That's worth fighting for. The blue zones, right? Dan Butner had that pod, that, uh, documentary on Netflix about living to 100 the blue zones and number one foundation that they found across all the blue zones is community every single one of them you know you, you can track they had different diets different exercises different lifestyle factors but community sense of belonging having something to fight for someone to fight for someone to return to that is longevity that is a key component to longevity 
and I felt that, and I feel that in small towns. So I had that in Starbucks. That was really my first taste of it. And then I, I graduated in 2020. My semester got cut in half with COVID. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was working at this cafe with basically like a second family of mine. My coworker, um, or my, my boss, she was like a second mom to me. And I met her through my yoga instructor at Coastal. And then I met her husband, who was also a yoga instructor. It was the craziest manifestation of my life, I swear. So anyways, these uh these humans became family to me and they live in conway south carolina so i was in myrtle beach and and if you look up coastal carolina it's technically in conway but coastal carolina is about 30 35 minute drive to myrtle beach like the actual water and then it's about a 10 15 minute drive inwards towards conway um and after i graduated that summer my lease was up and I ended up moving in with my boss in this little bungalow, which was like the perfect size. I manifested this crazy thing where this, if this bungalow was on the beach in a small town, it would have been everything that I desired when I was younger, right? The small town, the people, the water, and then this perfect bungalow that's not too big, not too small. It was divine. And I was out in nature. It was, it was just, it was amazing. It was really amazing. And I was living in Conway so I could longboard to my work. So I was working at this cafe in this community of people where, again, we have regulars coming in. And a lot of them are older individuals who have lived a lot of really rich experiences in life. And I approach my customers. I always call them friends. And when I lead with that energy it's kind of received pretty well unless someone's really closed off but usually it's received very well and very open and we talk and we communicate we laugh we joke we we interact as if we are friends and they come back and i know their names and that's again everything bro those relationships and we were also in i was in the heart of conway so i could longboard and go to all these different small businesses so i'm in conway and me and some friends went into, we're just going around checking out these small businesses. There's this place called Good Day Sunshine where they sold, you know, this artisan, this family run business where it's just like hippie, they got crystals, they got sage, they got clothes, they got salt lamps, they got all kinds of really cool stuff. And Emily was a worker there and I just, you know, I'll go in there and I'll give her a hug and we'll catch up and I'll buy something and I'll support her. And I wanna, like if, I wanna vote with my dollar. Like I don't wanna, I would, if I could, I would spend extra money to support a small business and a family and people that I love than cheap, inexpensive stuff at Walmart and support the, the man, you know? Granted, there is some privilege to that because it's unfortunate, but just work buying at Walmart is really accessible for financial purposes, but I want to be abundant enough in my life to the point where I can support small businesses like that and families because I want to I want to build a small business at some point in my life I see like me and my sisters my family like starting some kind of business and again those small town those relationships is everything so I met her and then I started walking around a little bit more and I met this uh, dude Jeff who owns this really cool boutique where he sells wines and I don't even drink that much anymore but I'll go me and my little sister Becky we've started making this annual South Carolina road trip and we'd, we'd stay with Leslie and kind of like my second family down there. And then we stay with my friends in North Myrtle Alley and Cage. And uh, their parents are so great and just they treat us like family. And 
we uh, we go down to South Carolina when we're in Conway. We always visit Jeff and we'll hit him up, and he'll give us a free bottle of wine and he'll talk about life. And he follows us on Instagram and he he is genuinely curious about what we're doing and he's supportive of my acting journey and career. And if you guys have ever tried to swim upstream and go into a career path that's that's challenging and all the odds are against your favor, having individuals in your life who support that, it's 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 beyond anything that you can really comprehend. There's a magic to it. There's something so beautiful about an authentic authentic support in that journey because it's so easy to look at all the bads and the negatives and and the impossibility of it and the known that the chances are you're not going to do this but deep down you got to have that knowing and you're going to have the work ethic and you got to have people in your life who support that journey to make it a possibility because I'm diving straight into the unknown I'm shooting I'm, I'm diving into treading waters of of the mystical I'm treading into waters where where miracles happen and miracles don't happen in the known you know they happen in the unknown so that has been such a great gift in my life and it's also been a great gift to allow my little sister to see that to experience that and, and I think that's something I'm so proud of for myself but also I'm so proud because it feels like a big brother moment where I'm able to show her things that have uplifted my life so that she sees when we make the effort to do to show up it's a give and a take and it's the most beautiful thing ever so if she can take that with her in life and make the effort to connect with small businesses it's amazing it's amazing and also one of my first tastes was my yoga instructor so Alex who was my yoga instructor who was married to Gloria who was the daughter of Leslie who was my boss at Shine like crazy again crazy where I would just talk to him and I would just go after classes and ask questions and I would form a relationship and then just continue to form that relationship until we became like legitimate friends and he asked me you know we went on a, a night uh, canoe ride during the moonlight he asked me to go on a jog you know one time and me and my buddy Cage and Devante three dudes from his classes made the effort to support the classes that Alex was offering and you don't realize this when you're a student, but putting in the effort as a student is a gift to the teacher. And it's very easy because I, I grew up with myself when I was like in middle school, high school. It was just something I had to do. And then you're in college, and I knew so many people who just didn't give a shit about school. I was an education major for a year and a half. I wanted to teach middle schoolers. And when you go through that perspective shift, and I look at life through the lens of a teacher teaching students you realize what a gift it is when a student's actually engaged and interested in asking questions so it's not it's not just again the teacher giving to the students it's the students giving back to the teachers it's reciprocity it's this yin and yang energy this flow this circle this cycle and i realized like doing yoga and being a student of alex's like we are giving him a gift by showing up by being interested and he's you know introducing me to breath of fire introducing me to walking meditations to to shavasana and yoga and and these these amazing like i did my first sweat lodge with him like he opened so many doors for me but i made the effort to to be there and it was a beautiful reciprocity and i realized like that is what happens in like small towns there's a give and a take so when i'm working in a business as a as a, an employee or as my business or like breath like my breath work um, entrepreneurship journey or the Congo water journey there's something beautiful about right me giving but uh, 
from I guess it's it's important for me to have the perspective of the student but it's also important for me to have the perspective of the teacher and when I have both of them I understand what a gift it is when I play the role of the student so when I play the role of the the consumer the guy who's going and supporting these small businesses or I'm playing the role of the person who is the small business and people are coming to me so I can I have a perspective and an understanding for this balance and this beauty of being both and I can be both in this life because I'll no matter where I go in life I can find small businesses and make an effort and be that consumer and then I can also be the uh, the worker and it's just been such a joy in my life seeing that kind of flow and so after college I ended up moving back home and home became Pottstown because my dad we grew up in Paley my dad moved to Pottstown to uh, lessen his commute because he's been in real estate for about 30 years now and I had such a perspective and an idea and a story as to what Pottstown was in my mind. I came back in twenty, the end of twenty twenty, beginning of twenty twenty one, and I was doing. I was on unemployment. I was in my room. I didn't have any friends. I was in Pottstown. I just read so many books and I took a lot of classes and I just did a lot of inner work during that year. And I didn't reach out. I didn't make the effort. I didn't really know what Pottstown could be, and I just lived in this dark space with an assumption as to what Pottstown was. And then I started branching out. I started making the effort. I started. I made the decision. I want to be an actor. I want to. I've always loved acting classes, and I love the cathartic somatic releases that I get from being able to express these emotions that I feel like I don't have permission to express on a regular basis. And everything that I love about storytelling. And I made that decision. I want to do this. And then I found Steel River Playhouse, and changed my life. And then I, I was vegan at the time as well. And I found I Create Cafe and Ash, and I became homies with him. And I started calling him, and he knew my name. We followed each other on Instagram, and he would give me free stuff every once in a while. I went to a juice bar, uh, Viana Cafe, and I met June, and she's amazing. I was on her podcast. Like, I literally went over to her house a couple months ago to do a podcast, and she's like family now. And then through that, I met David, and David and I are talking about he does work with, he heard that I was an actor, and then he's doing work with youth and kids and he spoke to me and said he's been thinking about doing and incorporating some form of theater and acting for these young boys in an after school program like what a gift bro I met him through that and then I started walking around I'm like oh my god there's actually some really cool stuff around here I went into Danny B Funkies and I met this super hip cool girl woman who is a is a a plant lover, a plant mama, and she's got the coolest shop with just so much love. And sometimes I don't even need anything, but I'll just get something to support. And you know, like like I like we give hugs now, and and like I'll support. I'll take videos and put on my Instagram and say like, yo, check out Danny B Funky, she's the best. All right, this give and take. And then there is just some. I just keep growing. I keep finding a lot of really hidden gems, like this one massage spot, this one Jamaican food spot, this one meditation mindfulness spot, this one really cool restaurant, JJ Radigan's Rivets Cafe, Pottstown Film Festival, what? Pottstown Film Festival, I was working at JJ Radigan's and I find this brochure saying that there's a film festival coming to Pottstown, the first annual film festival coming to Pottstown by Kyle Claus, I'm like, who the heck is that? And I read this description and I find that one on Thursday, it's the Manhattan Film Festival, so 10 films globally across the world, and it's being distributed, and there's venues all over the country, all over the world. It's a massive film festival, and one of the venues is in Pottstown, bro. Pottstown! What? 
crazy. So Thursday was such a gift, and I went there and I saw all these amazing films. And I'm in pasta, like I, I I could skate there, I could walk there, you know. And then Friday. Oh, and then when I was reading the description, I started reading about Kyle, and here's a professional actor who's succeeded, who went to New York, who has been in critically acclaimed shows and TV and films. He's an actor. And then also an entrepreneur in real estate and mindfulness and, and just doing and doing things the right way and living a really cool life. And he grew up and went to Potts Grove. He lived in Pottstown. I'm telling you, like living in Pottstown, I'm looking around and I'll always send love. Honestly, every I have not had a bad experience in Pottstown really. Like everyone showers me with love. Some of my neighbors, some of my people. My dad's I helped my dad in real estate for the past two years and I met a lot of his tenants and they like so much love. But I look around and I don't see people passionate, interested into health, into the creative arts, into certain things. They don't, like, I don't find my people in this area, right? So that's kind of been the driving force for me to want to get out, to be in an environment where I'm challenging myself and I'm around people who are pushing me to certain heights, inspiring me, supporting me, all these things. And I just don't feel like I have that community in Potsdam. But dude, this guy grew up in this environment in Pottstown and I don't know what it was like 20 years ago 10 10 20 years ago but growing up in this area having a dream going to New York making it happen and being successful and look at them now right 40 years old super successful great family great career like just thriving and his mission is to bring the arts to Pottstown because he didn't have that here bringing exposure to Pottstown and what do you think about this what a gift right as a young kid, I've seen families, I've seen single parent households, I've seen, I've walked in a door and so I saw, you know, clothes and trash all over the floor, I've seen holes in walls, I've seen, and then the kid answered the door. And it wasn't even, she wasn't even in school, on a school day. Like I've seen some crazy environments and crazy people reacting some, I don't like to say crazy people, people reacting some fascinating ways, fueled by anger and resentments in this darkness and you have kids growing up in this climate like there's this boy i was mowing a lawn and this boy trevor would always come out and he would want to play with me but the way he expressed love this kid's seven years old and he's like he was a young white boy and the way he expressed love was hitting me and biting me and slapping me right and he just wanted to play that was his version of play that's all he knew from his parents kids seven years old what happens when that kid gets bigger goes through puberty becomes 18 and is still holding on to that same energy the way he expresses love and then he's seven years old he's expressing himself in this way that culturally isn't received very well so he gets labeled as a bad kid as a as, as someone that we don't like push him away get away from us so now he's still carrying this deep wound and then this 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 environmental factor of this is the only thing that he knows of love because of the way his parents treat him and then now you have disconnection because people are shunning him because they don't want to be friends with him and now he's 18 years old that he's gonna do something bad he's capable of doing something really bad and that's what's happening kind of in the world I don't want to point fingers or or say certain events but like you know what I'm getting at and it's heartbreaking and these kids need an outlet for good and what a great outlet to see films to see that it's possible like growing up I was I was in I wasn't lived in the main line I had never seen a movie set until I actively pursued acting I had no idea how 
people got on that screen, they were gods. You know, Brad Pitt. These these guys were gods. These actors were gods. There was no human nat There was no human element. I had no relationship in my life. No perspective in my life. And to bring it here, to show that this is possible, to show that you can tell a story. You can tell your story. And what a story they have to tell. You can tell your story and change the world. People can connect to it, relate to it. You can watch a film and be impacted and move in a certain way to project you in a direction to use this anger and resentment and darkness for good through art, through storytelling. It's an incredible outlet. I'm just so blessed to have found that in Pottstown. So coming around full circle, living in Pottstown, I immediately had the assumption that this place is not for me. This is not energetically where I want to be. It doesn't align with my values of what I want to be, who I want to be with, um, the people I'm around. It didn't align with it. And after really a year, two years of making the effort of connecting, man, I have never been more surprised. I have literally, I have, I've, have, I have family here. I have friends here. I have connections here. And it's been such a journey for me that I realized that Andrew, bro, like, no matter where you go, you can do that. And it's scary sometimes, but I've been doing so much work on myself to build my confidence, to build my self-worth, to be able to have the confidence to go up to someone and just treat them as a friend, treat them as a lifelong friend, spread the, treat them with love. And when I do that, I get, I receive that. It's the yin and the yang. It, nah, it's the reciprocity. It's the give and the take. It's the karmic relationship and I realized like I can do that anywhere no matter where I go I can connect I can create family I can create relationships I can create community in a small town I'm so drawn to small towns you know and going to this event I mean it was such a dream I went with my homie Steve and we went there and on Friday it was popping it was really cool seeing you know, Thursday was a little bit more intimate you could feel it was like very family oriented and but Friday, like people were, people were there. there were, it was like, I mean, maybe they, a lot of them were still family of like Kyle's and and supporters for sure. But like I met, I saw David there who I was talking about earlier. You know, dapped him up and talked about you know this project that or this 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 community work that we want to do with the, the young boys. And then I met Velva, who was uh, our box office lady when I was at Steel River Playhouse doing the Laramie project, and just giving hugs, you know, and then just talking to people and connecting with people. And just, just when you lead with love, like miracles happen, bro. And it doesn't have to be any conditions attached, just unconditional love with no expectation of outcome. We can make waves doing that. And I'm just so blessed, dude. And it's just, it's been, it's been such a journey. And I just, I really do believe when you make the effort to support small businesses, they'll support you. And then if you go out and you become a small business, you understand how much you appreciate the customers and when you have that perspective of what it's like to be a customer you love as a customer when they treat you with love when they they splurge you when they maybe give you some like free things some some benefits for coming back and being a supporter so then when you're doing your business you can be that person for someone else because you know how good that feels vice versa right it's just an incredible perspective to have and I think the more we do work the more Customer service is such a great experience, which is why sometimes it breaks my heart when I see young kids celebrities
who were like young actors, for example, who have only lived in the limelight, lived a very successful life right off the bat, and have never had to do a customer service job, where I think you lose out on perspective of life, and you lose out on like the gratitude of the little things, of the connection, and it's just it brings me back to the the Peaceful Warriors, one of my favorite films. Me and my mom watch it all the time, and Nick Nolte plays Socrates. And uh, one of the, the athlete who plays his character is Dan Millman, uh, says like like who are you, bro? Like you're working at a gas station. Like what's so special about you? Like, he's like this is a service station, and there's no higher calling, no higher power than serving. No no higher calling than serving. Like working at a gas station. What a, what a perspective, bro. You know, and that's I want to bring that to you know for the rest of my life. So the beauty of a small town, man. And there is beauty in a big city too, right? And I think you can find, I don't think, I know you can find community in a big city too. And as we start connecting and reaching out more and more and making the effort to really connect, to build that relationship, that big city becomes a little bit smaller, becomes a little bit more homey. More homey, homey, homier, yeah. So just what a gift. And again, Blue Zones, like this is scientific, like facts, bro. <laughs> like community will increase longevity and not even health not even lifespan but health span so like i don't want to live to be 100 and be a cripple by when i'm 80 and live a life between 80 and 100 20 years of not being able to move the way i want to move not being able to talk the way i want to talk not being able to think the way i want to think that's not a life for me i want to live a healthy long life and community plays such a huge factor in it so Thank you all for tuning in. As always, if you're digging this, if you're vibing with this, like, comment, rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones. Y'all can check me out on Instagram, at Larkin underscore Andrew, or check me out on my website, at AndrewLarkin.me. I've been working with my acting coach, and I got some new monologues, so I'll try to get some up there for y'all. And remember, smiles of kindness for you, for others, makes the world go around. We need it, we need it now more than ever. Hug a loved one, give a nice bear hug. Human touch is so healing. High five yourself because you are deserving. You are worthy, you are beautiful, you are strong, you are brave, you are courageous, your energy is contagious. And you are enough, you are enough, you are enough, you are enough. And always, 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 strive to live a lucid life. This is Andrew Larkin. One love.